And welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. I am Kyle Gilmore, and I have Bill Montoya joining me as usual. We uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, primarily, uh, City Connect jerseys for 2022. We'll dive into that here in a little bit. Uh, but to get us started, I got to hear your thoughts on Baker going to Carolina, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So this was the conclusion of the highly awaited sweepstakes coming down on Baker Mayfield. I think there were really only probably two, three teams involved. And it seemed like Cleveland was kind of playing chicken with all the other teams, just trying to see if they could get anything. What they ended up getting was a conditional fifth round that can become a fourth round pick if he plays 70% of the snaps for Carolina. So not a terrible return, but Cleveland is responsible for 10 million of his remaining 18.5 million. Caroline is going to cover five, and then Baker agreed to take a pay cut to shave 3.5 off that 18.5. So <laughs> Cleveland's going to be paying 10 million for the starting quarterback of a different team next year. Not just that, they are going to be paying Baker Mayfield to start week one against them. Yep. Um, so I just, I can't. I cannot enjoy this more than I already am, but I, I repeat, the Cleveland Browns are paying their previous starting caliber quarterback to play for another team week one where their starting quarterback or their QB one will not be started. I, uh, I just want to let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's glorious. And I don't know, some of the stuff that's coming out about the Deshaun stuff is kind of making me nervous. There's been some yeah. rumors that he's might not get suspended at all. So maybe that's why they felt comfortable making this move now. I don't know what they've heard from the league, but we have been told we should hear by the middle of July and we're coming up on that soon. So, um, yeah, I like the trade purely from a fit for Carolina. I think he's going to take a lot of that burden off Christian McCaffrey, where he's going to be a threat to coming out of the backfield as well. Uh, so the teams can't just focus in on Christian McCaffrey. I know Robbie Anderson's not a big fan of the the move, <laughs> although he has backpedaled yeah. on that a bit. Um, but no, I, I really like the move for Cleveland, or not for Cleveland, for Carolina. Cleveland, I mean, it was that or cut him, so I guess they got something back, um, and they're not on the hook for the entirety of his salary, so... I think it's a win-win for both teams and in, in what they were looking to get out of the trade. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, Cleveland's going to be paying him. I think it was like 50 or 556,000 for that game one to play against them. So got to love that. Um, just the most Cleveland Browns thing ever. I just cannot. Logan is a Carolina fan. And we kind of talked off the air, and, and I just asked him what he thought about it. And at first, he, he wasn't too thrilled. But I think once I said, here's what I think about it, I think he kind of came around and said, you know what? He's still a starting caliber quarterback. Darnold is not. So we upgraded. I still don't think they're going to be great, but I think they're in a, a weaker division. I mean, you have the, the Bucks, You have the Saints that, you know, if Jameis stays healthy, I think they can be good. But I think they'll be contending for that division. Not that it's going to – I don't think it's going to take a lot of wins to no. be in contention for it other than we'll see what the Bucks do. They're obviously the juggernaut there. So, Yeah, if I was a Carolina Panthers fan, I'd honestly be very excited about this. Um, like we've alluded to in the past, you got a player here that's going to be – he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um He's a, he's a gritty quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to go out and win every game for you, but he's he's obviously an upgrade over uh, Sam Darnold. Carolina fans have seen, you know, that ship sail. You know what you have in Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield is a clear upgrade. Yeah. Um, regardless of some teammates' opinions right out the gate, if I was a wide receiver or CMC, I would be thrilled that they have upgraded that position because you can't win. You really can't anymore in today's league without a starting caliber quarterback, not consistently. No. And, I mean, you saw Darnold looked like 
an all-star player when CMC was healthy, but as soon as he went out, I mean, he looked like his, his same old self. So I don't know if that was the league figuring out what they're doing or if CMC is literally just the, the spark behind that entire offense. But I, I do get Robbie Anderson's point of view saying he's not excited about it because you saw what happened with uh, OBJ when he was in Cleveland versus what he did in Los Angeles. So I do understand Robbie's concerns there, but I think it, as long as he can get on the same page as Baker and they mesh a, a, a little better than he and OBJ seem to, I think they'll be just fine. And I think he can put up his numbers and I think Baker will put up his as well. So I, I really think, especially with Tampa Bay, you know, they brought back a good chunk. They've got a new head coach. Um, Gronk retired. There's going to be some some things that they need to address there on that team. So I think there's a, a window for Carolina if they if they can win nine ten games, they're going to be they're going to be right there playing against the Bucks. So I agree. I, Panthers should be excited. Panthers should be excited. So and without right. further ado, <laughs> I'm very excited about this. To yes, be clear. The main feature in this episode is. We we saw that San Diego rolled out their new uniforms. In fact, they're wearing them for the first time tonight, their City Connect uniforms. Initially, I wasn't too impressed with them, but as I, I got a better look at them, I, I started to appreciate some of the details. So what we're going to do is there's 14 teams that currently have City Connect jerseys, so we're going to go ahead and rank them from 14 to 1. And Kyle, do you, did you say you want to go just – 14 to 1, each of us go, and then... Yeah, I was thinking, uh, let's do 14 to 1, but I also want to give kind of a preface of where we're coming from. Um, okay. I'll go first. I've talked about it in the past. I'm a super big fan of clean, simple uniforms. Yep. Um, I'll call it traditional uniforms. So, I guess, for those people listening, understand that's where I'm coming heavily on the way that I've ranked these. I don't know what your thoughts were going in. Um, Cause I guess for me, the city connect part is hard to judge because unless you're truly from that city, yeah, um, it's, it's hard to weigh in a little bit. I mean, you know, call it sure. Colorado or whatever we can kind of relate, but. Here's what I was thinking at first. I was like, yeah, I like them to be, you know, the same color scheme, that sort of deal. And I like them, you know, I do like uniforms that are plain and simple. I mean, I have my favorite teams are, you know, the A's have very clean jerseys oh, yeah. that the Raiders haven't changed theirs in existence, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I do appreciate that. But there are some that are, you know, a little out there that I do enjoy as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think without further ado, I mean, I think let's just get into it and I like see it. where we have them. Kick us off, Bill. Okay, so my number 14, and I know you know this, might be a little biased because I hate the Giants, but I also oh. hate their City Connect jerseys. It reminds me of it. I think they could have done a ton of things with these jerseys, and instead they just went with like whitewashed gradient, white to orange, and it's supposed to be the fog from the uh, marine layer there in the bay. So, I don't know. To me, it just looks like creamsicles. And that, you know, I like the creamsicles on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I don't like them on the, on the Giants. So, <laughs> um, I'm not too far off with you on that one, but uh, I, I, have it I stayed true to my original, like I said, my approach to this. And I have the Padres at 14. I can't even look at them. Um, Ouch. I'm not a big fan of neon colors and unis, period, just to be clear. Um, I don't know. It just does not look like a professional sports uniform. I mean, I feel like they could play the Savannah Bananas anytime they want, but yeah, um, it's just, it's not for me. So See, sorry, sorry, San Diego. I'll, I'll get into those later. So <laughs> let's just go, we'll, we'll go to... Number 13 for me, I have, and these are kind of interchangeable, my, my 12 and 13, and it's kind of the same reason why. Uh, I've got the Dodgers at 14, and the reason I went with the Dodgers is because they 
basically didn't change anything. They just put Los Dodgers on the front instead of Dodgers. And then the hats is what kills it for me because they have one of the most iconic hats in the game. And I feel like with all the street artists and everything that they have there in L.A., they could easily have done like a, a mural on the hat or something to incorporate the L.A. Instead, they literally just copied the logo from the shirt and threw it on the hat. And so it says low Dodgers on the hat, low Dodgers on the uniform. So I think they're very lazy because they didn't change anything. And I hate the hat. So that's why I've got them. They could have even been 15 for me, but my, my hatred for the Giants outweighed it. So. Uh, at 13, I actually have um, I have San Francisco because that gradient color change on uniforms, it's like Jacksonville's, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars helmet when they brought out the gold and black. I hated it. Um, and it's, it's no different for me. The, the G, the transitioning G just looks terrible to me. I don't think it translates well on a uniform. Um, and the Giants have such a clean traditional uniform that regardless of Bill's wonderful opinion of them. It is a wonderful uniform. It's very traditional, which is obviously what I like. But, um, yeah, I got to go with those. They're absolutely terrible. Okay. All right. So, 12. I've got uh, another L.A. team. Got Well, kind of. <laughs> they call themselves L.A. Angels, but of Anaheim. No way. So, the Angels. It looks like no way. It, this is another thing where they barely changed the uniform. The Angels logo is quite hideous. It looks like a, you know, grade school kid drew the drew the Angels on there. And then those thick-ass stripes to the mini stripe up top. And then the hat's basically the same as their, their everyday hat. So I don't – it's just not doing it for me. I don't, I don't <laughs> like those ones. So those are 12 for me. Number 12. Man, that makes me sad. Okay, um, so number 12 for me, I actually have the Chicago Cubs. Okay. Um, I just don't think they did anything. I'm all for a traditional uniform. but Yeah, that's okay. why I thought you'd have them higher. I, the uniform itself is clean and looks good, but just plastering Wrigleyville on your chest is not a City Connect jersey. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't think they did anything. I think it was the laziest. Um even more lazy than the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just was really unimpressed. I thought they could have gone a million different ways. Chicago has so many things they could draw on. Um, I don't know. Just unimpressed. Chicago Cubs, number 12. All right. So number 11 for me, another AL West team, and that is the Houston Astros. And this – I understand the connection to, you know, NASA and all that, but the space city for me, it looks more like invade or what's, what's the guy from toy story. Buzz Lightyear emperor Zerg or something oh, like that. The bad guy. This reminds me of like uh, just that toy story ride where you're blasting aliens in at, at Disneyland. So yeah, I mean the hats are basically the same and then the jerseys are pretty much the same as their, they have an alternate that's this sort of color. And then the text is, yeah. I mean, it's Toy Story font. And, yeah, not a fan. So they're my number 12, or number 11, excuse me. Man, all right. Number 11, I'm finally jumping on there with you. I got the L.A. Dodgers at 11. Um, again, clean uniforms. They look nice. But, again, the exact same thing. I'll give them a little bit of credit because, um, you know, they're they're – connecting to the Hispanic side of the city, the, the background. So I love that, but there's a team we'll get to later that I think did an even better job. Um, the Padres? No. That you hated? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, it's just another lazy choice for me. And it, yeah. it's hard for me because you can stick to your uniform, and I'll get to some of my picks later on why I feel that way, but – you can stick to the general idea, but still make that connection. Um, I don't know. I just got impressed. Okay. So number 10, I've got the Brewers. And wow. there's, again, I mean, this is kind of like the Astros one. It, it reminds me of like arcade uniforms. They're just... I, I love the color scheme because it's that powder blue and powder blue looks good on pretty much any uniform. 
but then the font they went with on the the brew crew on there and then the mke on the top just looks hideous you can't even tell what it says so yeah and then again the pinstripes like these are these look like you know 70s type 70s style jerseys but done awfully <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's funny to me how different our lists are gonna be uh, i thought they would be pretty close but i thought they would be a little closer uh so at 10 you got the brewers i got the boston red Sox. okay um i get it the boston marathon it's a good connection but i cannot get past the color scheme um especially for the boston red Sox, it just drives me absolutely bonkers um i get it like I said, Boston Marathon, but it's not for me. Yeah. Maybe their fans like them. I don't know. I think they were pretty warmly received in terms of City Connect. There's been a lot of fans that haven't liked their City Connect jerseys, so or uniforms, excuse me. All right, so uh, number nine. So my number nine, I have the Cubs, and basically what you said, I, I like them because they look clean, but they were pretty lazy. I mean, you don't even have any reference to the Cubs that I could see on there. And then, yeah, just Wrigleyville, which Wrigley is a, a wonderful stadium that I'd love to visit. But for sure, I feel like there's, yeah, other than the C on the, the hats, there's there's nothing there. So, um, like you said, I mean, it's Stadium Connect at that point, not City Connect. So, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Wrigley's kind of a big piece of Chicago. So, that is fair. Uh, so number nine, I actually have the Washington Nationals. Um, I really wanted to. I, I My really, God! I really wanted to put them higher. Back to turn uh, this desk over. I know. I actually really <laughs> like them. The gray is amazing. The cherry blossoms is. I mean, it's. I wanted to put them higher, but I just I liked the other ones a little bit better. Um, I, they're one that I could see as high as five, depending on how I'm feeling at the time when I make this list. Um, I, I do like their jerseys. Basically, from here, from Washington up, I actually like their uh, uniforms. Okay. So they were. I'm the, still at the ones I don't off. like. So I kind of figured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going uh, Washington Nationals. Uh, awesome city connect for the Blooms, uh, and a gray uniform just looks good. Yep. All right. So at number eight, I have one that's closest to us, and that is the Colorado Rockies. All right, I actually right. kind of like them, but I mean, they basically just slapped their license, license plate yeah. on the jersey and called it Colorado. And I mean, that's fine, but I don't like the color scheme where it's green and the you know the team is purple and black. So I I just don't like the mismatch there in the in the colors. I mean, if you don't know, like if you're not from Colorado or not anywhere near Colorado, you don't know that that's their license plate. And you're probably wondering why the hell are they wearing green jerseys? So that's the, uh, that's my reasoning behind there. And yeah, I'd, this is where it starts to kind of turn where I start to like them. So I like it. Um, I actually at eight, I have Houston uh, for the exact reasons you didn't like them. Uh, I actually love the, <laughs> Uh, kind of Space Invader writing, um, even some of the like 80s nostalgic arcade kind of references. Yeah. Um, and I hate to like it because I don't like the Astros, but they're yeah, clean kind of reminded me and of they're pretty Stranger basic. Things. So exactly, exactly. 80s writing. And yeah. I'll get to the Brew Crew too. It's similar. Um, but for now, Astros at eight for me. Yeah. So this is where, like you said it, I alluded to, this is where I start to like these uniforms at Clear at number seven, I have the Padres. And like you said, these have actually kind of grown on me even more, knowing the, the reasoning behind. And, and you mentioned the L.A. uniforms kind of connecting to the Hispanic culture, and that's kind of what they were going for with these Padres ones. Um, at first, when I saw them, I thought they were a lot more neon. But if you look at the uniforms, they're actually kind of like a muted mint color. So it doesn't really make sense in terms of their color scheme. But they at least have the nice touch of the fryer on the the sleeve there, and I think it's just a fun a fun uniform. So I'm excited to see him playing them tonight against the Giants. I, I actually want to watch that game. So I'll give you that. The connection is good, but I still hate them. Uh, so at seven, <laughs> uh, we were actually pretty close on this, Bill. You had him at eight. I got him at seven. Uh, Colorado Rockies. 
there's something about the design that I actually kind of like, but then the other part of me takes over. And like you said, I am instantly like really license plate. Like this is again, kind of a lazy move, but it looks good to me. It's, it's appealing to the eye. Um, I don't know. That's all I really got. I I just think they look good. They have a good flow to them. I like them. Honestly, add those as low as like 12 when I was making this list. When I first started, they were lower. It's not, it's not the worst. So (laughs) I moved them up a little bit, but all right. Yeah. It's the hats that I can't get past. The hats are kind of the tricky part on a lot of these uniforms. Like even the ones that I liked a lot, then you get to the hats and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just, they don't, they don't vibe well, I guess. Okay. So at number three or sorry, number six, I have the Miami Marlins. And this, this was one of those uniforms that really seemed to connect to the city that it was in. Obviously it's not their colors. Um, They're bright red and then have like the light blue with the, the pinstripes. So I actually really like these ones. I had them as high as like, four but and i still could see him at number four i I really like basically from here up so agreed uh for the same reason you like the marlins i got the arizona diamondbacks right here which was really hard for me i actually wanted to put them higher um it's a very clean uniform and then obviously the um you know the connection to the hispanic side and culture is awesome um, but the color is what gets me. I absolutely love the color of the uniform. It's like a a tan desert color, um, just very clean, looks good. So Funny. I, I, I got to put an Arizona Diamondbacks there. I literally had the Diamondbacks at six, and then I was like, nah, I like those a little bit more, so I moved them up. I, I was almost willing to put them at three or four, and it yeah. just they kept dropping on me. All right, so number five, the ones, one of the ones that you didn't like, and that is the Boston Red Sox. Pains me to put them this high, um, but they are really clean. I like the font, um, and I love the connection to the the Boston Marathon. Uh, the hats they they did basically their same hats, but with obviously the the blue color. Uh, love that blue, and then yeah, I mean the yellow. Not a huge fan of the yellow, but I think it complements that blue well. So that's why I've got them there. Uh, number five, I actually, again, we're, we're one off a little bit on this. I got the, I got the Miami Marlins. Uh, again, I'm not big on, you know, a lot of the neon colors, but it works in Miami. I mean, there's no place more so than, than, than Miami. So I don't know. They look clean. They're good. It is a little bit change up on the colors, but this one didn't bother me. And I just think they look well. They put together a good uni. What would you say if, San Diego was the Marlins uniform scheme. I would love it a lot better. I was going to say, I I felt like the San Diego one was almost more fitting in Miami, but all right. So number four, I have, I alluded to the Diamondbacks, same reasons. I think the jerseys are really clean. I like the, the tan color that kind of fits in with that area, the desert. Then you have the Los Serpientes, which obviously connection to the Hispanic culture, Diamondbacks. So I, I really just, those were ones when I first saw them, I, I wasn't too keen on them. But as they've been out there a little bit longer, they've definitely grown on me. So, yeah, I've got those at four. I like it. Uh, agreed. I, I kind of wish I would have put the Diamondbacks higher. The more I look at this list, I just, I really like them. Um, this top could get moved around a little bit, but at four, I actually have Milwaukee. I love the brew crew letters. It is absolutely seventies uniform with eighties print. It just, I love it. The cap is hideous. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at the uniforms, not the caps. I already decided at the beginning, I wasn't going to look at them because I hate most of the hats. Fair enough. All right. (laughs) Number three. And this one was one you had ranked quite low, and that is the Nationals. I absolutely love the gray. And then, you know, the cherry blossoms are are fantastic as well. That's what a lot of people go to Washington for, not just the uh, corrupt politicians. So (laughs) I just loved those. I thought they were well done. That's why I got them at three there. The, uh, The one, and I don't even want to call it a knock, 
Um, the one knock I have on Washington is I would have hoped uh, they would have done more of a nod maybe to servicemen. Um, yeah. Not saying that it had to be done. It's just that's kind of where I, in my mind where I thought they would have gone. But they are beautiful. They're, it is a wonderful uni. Yeah, I never Probably thought I'd like jerk. a uh, uniform that has pink on it, but sure It not. looks good. Kind of pink and gray just looks good. Uh, so three, I actually have the Kansas City Royals. Boom. These uniforms are stunning. Uh, the fountain is their, um, you know, that's where the inspiration came from was the city fountains uh, the, for the writing, I believe. They just look good, man. They are just super clean, simple. This is like exactly what I'm looking for in a uniform. Uh, they could have been anywhere up to one, two, or three here. These top three I could interchange, basically. So uh, Kansas City, well done. Oh, and the, and the barbecue. I mean, they just did a really good job connecting to the city, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, I've actually got them at number two, and same thing. I like the classic look. Um, they, they look like genuine throwbacks. Fits the color schemes that they, they normally wear. Um, you could see this on guys clear back in, you know, early days of baseball all the way up to the present. These things are just clean. I think they're – I don't know how I missed the unveil for these, but, man – I saw them wear them against the A's and I was just in love with them. So yeah, they're beautiful. I mean, well done. Uh, so let's see, sorry, I'm keeping track of what you're doing here too. So Casey, all right. Number two, this is one where we were very different. Um, I got the Los Angeles angels right here. Uh, okay. To be, to, the marshmallow to layers and everything. From. Jesus. Oh man, the, the the Beach Boys vibe and and everything coming from that, like it doesn't get any better. But I'm a sucker for a white uniform. I always have been. Um, I think the Raiders, their best uniform is their whites. Uh, same with you know Steelers. I mean, I just I love white uniforms. There is nothing cleaner, you know, cliche as a white uniform. So they just stick out to me. I love the look of them. The hats are awful. I'll give you. I'll give you that. But I, uh, I love these uniforms. I think they're they should switch to them for their white unis permanent. I, yeah, not a fan. Feels <laughs> like nope. <laughs> no, I I would think that those jerseys belong like back in the twenties. That's how. See, and I love the I throwback. I love it. Oh but man. Anywho's. We'll move on to my number one. Number one. Which I think by process of elimination is also your number one, and that is yes, the sir. Chicago White Sox. Just fantastic. I mean, I would hate to wear them in the middle of summer because they're all black with, you know, the white south side. And this is what I was looking for in, in the L.A. uniforms. Right. I Or the Dodgers, I guess I should say. I thought for sure L.A. would have done – some kind of tribute to rather than just saying Los Dodgers in the same exact text they use every day. I thought they would do yeah. something stylish like this, do something cool with the hats, but instead they went safe. And that's why I love these uniforms for the white Sox. I think they just crushed them, hit it out of the ballpark. Pinstripes look great on them. Oh, yeah. um, hats are great. I don't think there's anything I dislike about these uniforms. So that's why I've got yeah. the number one. There's not a whole lot I can, um, I guess, improve upon that. <laughs> but uh, I got to say, they had the most complete uniform. Kind of same thing you were saying. Everything top to bottom is perfect. But if there's anything, the second, my second favorite uniform is a solid black uniform um, next to a white one. So it's black. The pinstriping is stunning and classic Chicago style. Um the south side is the part that I absolutely love. This is kind of what I'm hoping to see from the Pirates, maybe, is a North Shore reference. Um, we'll see. But I absolutely love it. This is what I imagine when I hear City Connect is, you know, literally the part of the city, you know, it would, you know, be in Oakland for you guys. Like, that's what I'm looking for on City Connect is something that is just, you look at it and you know immediately that that's the Chicago White Sox. And I just tip my hat to him. That is a beautiful uniform. Yep. 
I, I want to uh, <laughs> I want to do a quick shout out. My uh, middle child Cam just finally pulled out his tooth that's been dangling for a week and a half. So there we go. Um, and then Ben just commented, the M's are at 500. Everybody goes on a run after facing the A's. Kyle's Pirates are playing well. So True story. All that is true. Well enough, A's anyways. Are, <laughs> A's are catalysts. They're, they're great at starting runs for other teams. So, All right. And speaking of the A's, I did want to put a, a couple quick notes in on them. Um, Howard Terminal. There was a council meeting where they were discussing possibly putting the Howard Terminal on the ballot, where essentially the public would have a vote on it. That was problematic for several reasons. Um, that would have made it so there was no progress possible until November, since it would have been on the ballot in, in November. So obviously that, that would have been a, a huge setback where we're looking at July and we're, we're supposed to have a binding vote by, I believe... October. So that would have delayed it at least a full month. And obviously the public isn't well informed because they haven't been campaigning on this stuff to, to put the information out to the public. It's basically just been aimed at the council members and all that that are actually involved in making these policies and whatnot. So I, I'm super glad that, that didn't get balloted. Uh, all progress seems to point to Howard Terminal getting done. There's still a couple hurdles, but it's it's looking really good. So hopeful for that. And that's why the A's haven't unveiled their City Connect uniform. They don't want to do that if they're planning on moving to Vegas. So Probably uh, a good idea to wait. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those that I am actually super excited for because every team in Oakland seems to do, like, really good uniform designs. Uh, you had the Warriors, while they were still there, they have their alternate – City Connect sort of jersey that the uh, NBA has been doing did very well with those. They did the slate, the town on the logo or on the on the chest there. They've also had the Chinese New Year uh, designs. They've had really good ones in 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 Oakland while they were there. Um, love love their uniforms anyway. So I I really want to see what they do there, assuming that they get to stay there and, and get one done. So. Um, and then just a couple quick notes on the A's. Frankie Montas, our biggest trade ship of this upcoming trade season. Uh, he has shoulder inflammation, had an MRI. Looks like it's just right now. They say it's just inflammation. He got a cortisone shot, and he's going to miss his next outing. Uh, him being hurt would be devastating to the A's progress in, in building this team back because he's the only major trade ship they have other than Sean Murphy. So hoping that he gets healthy real soon. Um, if not, I mean, he's still under contract for one more year, so they don't need to trade him right now, but it is something that they're hoping to do so they don't have to pay him big money in arbitration or, or anything like that. So, um, and then a couple of shout outs to the guys that are actually playing well that have not been doing so hot this season. And that is Elvis Andrews and Lou Trevino. Uh, I think they're really hoping that they can play well enough to get traded away because who wants to be on a, the, the team with the worst record in, in the AL. I mean, I don't blame guys, especially veterans that aren't going to be in the team's future yeah. looking to, you know, move on to a potential playoff team or something like that. So Elvis is hitting really well right now. I think he could be a, a trade piece. Not going to fetch anything major because, you know, he is on the decline for sure. Not playing great on defense, but he is hitting the ball well lately. And then Trevino, I think he's picked up three saves in a row when they when uh, Katze's thrown him out there. So he's making good progress. Even though he's been terrible all year, he, he may have some trade value. So we'll see. And then they did get Nick Allen in, got him back up. Uh, I want to see... Barrera come up, come back up and get Sky Bolt out of there. He's not playing very well. Um, obviously, he just came off the in, injured reserve list, but or injured list. So, don't expect a guy to just jump in and make a make an instant impact. But he hasn't been doing much. So, and then Vim, Vimael Machine seems to be the next Franklin Barreto for the A's. Basically, well, minus the top prospect type, he absolutely crushes it in triple a plays great defense 
hits the shit out of the ball, but as soon as he gets up to the majors, then he can't hit anything. And then they send him back down, he starts hitting again, and then they bring him back up. And it, it's just a vicious cycle, and it happens every time he comes up. So tough to see. You like the guy. He plays great defense, but we don't need any more guys that hit, you know, under 200. So, <laughs> yeah. And one last note, I do want to say that, you know, we do have the worst record in the AL right now, but I don't think this team is as bad as they've been playing. I think injuries have, have been devastating. They had to keep Pache up uh, longer than they probably wanted to with the injuries to Bolt and Piscotti and all those guys. It's too late to make up all the ground that they're already back. I mean, they're, I think, 26 and a half games back of Houston right now, halfway through the season, so... On paper, it's not impossible, but I think if if you were going to put a percentage on it, there's probably a 99.9% chance they're not going to come back and make up that ground to overtake first place. Not that they're expecting to, but, you know, pretty rebuild so season, we're probably going to be picking pretty high, but I really don't think team is bad as, as they've played so far this season. So we'll get off the A's. What do you got for your Pittsburgh Pirates? Which um, also can't wait to see their city connect uniform. Oh man, I'm so excited! They have such a beautiful uniform. Anyways, super clean. Can't wait. Um, as far as how they're doing, I mean, it's 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 more of the same for them. I mean, to to explain them in a nutshell, uh, we played a four game series with Milwaukee, who's leading uh, National League Central. We split that with them two apiece. Then we turn around and we play two games with the Yankees. We actually beat the Yankees 5-2 in one game. Then we lose 19-0 the next game. Um, granted, I, this, the 19-0 the game was, you know, subpar pitching. I knew it was going to be subpar pitching. Then we ended up with position players finishing the game, which is never, never a good thing. Um, but that's kind of us in a nutshell. We're still having those growing pains, so to speak, but we're also competitive. Um, I don't know. It's, it's still exciting watching a lot of these young guys come up and play well. And that's just the nature of the beast right now. That's where we're at. But with that said, I do have a couple frustrations. Um, we actually just optioned Ronzi Contreras and Bly Madris back to AAA. The Ronzi Contreras one, I kind of get. They've been trying to get him extra rest in between um, outings. And I think the idea is for him to go down there and almost recoup because he does seem tired and, and, and strung out a little bit. He's still going to be probably our pitcher of the future, but I think they're just being careful with him. A lot of fans aren't happy about it, but I kind of get it. But Bly Madris getting optioned down is so frustrating because he's been hitting 300, um, you know, to come up like he did and make the impact he did. And plus he's playing lights out absolute lights out in right field. So then we had Ben Gamble come back and immediately put Gamble out, horrible outing, missed two balls. You know, he's not swinging the bat like he used to. He had a couple hits, but I just, I don't know why we wouldn't try to make a move on him or maybe that's the plan and Madris will come back up, but he's just was on such a good stretch that I hate sending him down. And then on top of that, Kevin Newman's actually back in the lineup tonight, luckily at second base. But I'm very, very nervous to see what that means for O'Neill Cruz. I do not want to see him drop back down because he was a huge spark for us. Yeah. But I do – the part I'm most excited about is still Jack Swinski. I think he's making a hell of a case for National League Rookie of the Year. He's still leading all rookies and homers. Um, he's just got – the power, nobody expected him to have the power that he does. And he is playing left field like a madman. Um, he plays him off the wall, just everything he's making. He's making the right decisions, letting it bounce when it needs to, going for the catch when he needs to. Uh, just very, very excited. And then lastly, David Bednar had a bit of a back strain there for a little bit. I was actually pretty nervous with how quick they were bringing him back on. Uh, but he's picking up save after save again. So uh, he's, he's back to his his same old renegade ways. I absolutely love Bednar, local kid there in Pittsburgh. So it's hard not to, hard not to get behind him, but we're building, man. I'm, we'll see where we're at next season. I think that's going to be obviously the biggest, you know, sign of, of how much progress we've made. Cause you can see the progress this season, but 
we're to the point now that it's got to start hitting the wind column a little bit, getting closer to 500 and hopefully over. So I hate to bring this up, but there's been a lot of rumbles rumbling around in MLB circles that the Yankees have their eye on Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Them uh, and the 29 other teams. Well, <laughs> you can count the A's out. So there's 12. Well, touche, touche. <laughs> um, no, I, I've seen that they really want to upgrade over Joey Gallo, especially the way that he's playing right now. Um, and they have one of the deeper farm systems, and I think they could entice you guys into making a deal. Do you think that's a possibility? or I have two think- opinions on this. Um, okay. Honestly, I don't think it happens. Pers- that could just me being hopeful because Brian Reynolds is kind of the uh, the heart and soul of our batting lineup. And obviously plays really, he's one of, if not the top center fielder in the National League, regardless of him not making the All-Star game. Um, But, so I don't think he's going to be moved because I think he's part of the plan for the future. I think him and Key Brian Hayes are, they're looking at to kind of helm this team forward. And I think that's what his little three-year bump contract was all about. With that being said, the only well, they way basically they, just bought out his arbitration right, years, right? Right, right, right. They're buying time is what they're doing to see if we're competitive. And if we're competitive, I feel like they'll make a contract offer. If we're not, we haven't turned the corner, I think they'll move him. Um, we'll see. But the one thing I would say, the only way I see this happening, it has to be for starting pitching. It's the only way. And it has to be somebody that can come in and pitch like tomorrow. They've got pitching, uh, so that's... I, that's the only thing that makes me nervous is if we had a... So, I mean, you take that first Yankee game. Jose Quintana came in. I mean, he's a grizzled veteran. Came in and just take care of business. If our pitching holds up, our batting tends to follow. Yeah. Um, that's our biggest thing. These 19-0 losses, I just write them off because you have a pitcher that just... it It's all downhill right at right from the get-go and then our our bullpen is mediocre you come yeah. you, you have them come i mean we had two seven innings uh seven run innings in that game well and you get taxed um, having to come in all the time and and right pitching to to play you use the bowl all the time yeah so it's the only i think it's our most glaring need is starting pitching and we have maybe two and a half starting pitchers right now um, we need we need to increase that stable. That's the only way I see it happening, but I, I really don't see him getting moved. I could be wrong. The reason I'm laughing is because a uh, certain meme I sent you the other day about all the pitching that you guys have shipped out and how they've done since they've <laughs> left. So here's one thing I got to say about that. I'm glad you brought it up. Let's Let's address this. So if you're wondering what Bill's talking about, uh, I'm trying a, to find it so I could read the whole thing. But uh, there's I, a graphic. I mean, was it on Instagram? I shared that. Yeah, I think I it think was. So. Let me see if I can um, find it. Real yeah, quick. go ahead and find it and read it off. I do have some things to say about that, and I know it's frustrating. Fans don't like seeing it, but the team wasn't there at those times. Um, well, yeah, I didn't they, get that if you ship them all off. Here we go. Here, here we go. Okay, okay. so Pirates pitchers that they've traded away since 2015. Charlie Morton, Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now, Shane Baez, Joe Musgrove, James Talion, and Clay Holmes. And their record since being traded from Pittsburgh is a combined 193.80 and a 3.15 ERA. So pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, obviously seeing, you know, like a Garrett Cole walk, that stuff hurts. Um, Shane Baz, to, I mean, that one hurt because he was a young up-and-comer who he would have fit in wonderfully. I said Baz, my bad. Shane Baz. It's all right. Uh, having him and Rowanzi Contreras as our one-two young guys pitching right now, yeah, it's it's easy to get frustrated by that. The other ones, so the, the Musgrove and the Talion trades – they're like the heart and soul of the team now, so I don't really have any problem with those. All of our prospect, all of our our prospects that are making impacts were parts of those trades. 
So I, that's a wash for me. And then the Clay Holmes one, he pitched horribly for us. Like I don't yeah. blame them for sending him out the door. I think it's a testament perhaps not to knock on my own guys, but maybe pitching coaching. Um, the Yankees obviously have a really good coaching staff and perhaps that's where Clay Holmes turned the corner. I don't know. He got a haircut, shaved his beard. Maybe that helped. Um, he just didn't pitch well for us. So like, I'm not at all bummed that they moved on from him because in our atmosphere, whatever, it wasn't working. So yes, it's, it's a little disheartening seeing it, but I do think there's some asterisks by a lot of it and it's not as black and white as perhaps the graphic makes it out to be. Yeah. It just made me laugh because I was like, that makes one of us. You guys uh, don't have pitching. I wonder why. But. Well, and that's, that's what happens when you hit, you know, 2015 and they decided we're gutting it and we're going to rebuild. And Been that, rebuild that pitching since. staff, yeah, I mean, whatever. That's frustrating. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping we're not going into that, and it, we very well could be. Um, I know a lot of the owners are pissed off at John Fisher because they – decided to put him back into revenue sharing to help him kind of get through all this uh, financial burden of building a new stadium and all that stuff. Um, so they put him back on that with the idea of, Hey, here's 35 million that you can invest in your roster to stay competitive during this um, while you're, you know, funneling money over to the, to building the, or getting the stadium built, whatever. And he literally did not, invest any of that in the roster, cut the roster down to basically nothing and is yeah. just pocketing that money now. So anyway, we could be in that same boat if he doesn't sell the team. So I, I hope that's not the case. I think our front office is that much better than probably every other front office that keeps us competitive and, and they can keep turning these things and, and making it work. But Eventually, that's got to tire those guys out, and they, they might want to go up to a place that says, hey, you guys have $200 million, like Farhan Zadahi did with the Giants. And uh, who was the other one? There's one that went uh, – I don't even remember. I won't, I won't bring it up because it's not going to come back to me by the time. But <laughs> I need it to. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving on. We've got uh, just some quick – news in the nfl and that is that the raiders have a new team president um they hired sandra morgan douglas and she is the first female of color to to be in that position in the nfl she's also our second female team president so behind the lovely and our favorite amy trask it shoes um, to fill yeah, I mean, big shoes to fill, but if you look at her resume, it's it's quite impressive. She was the head of the Nevada Gaming Commission, which is absolutely massive, multi-billion dollar industry there in, in Las Vegas. She's from Las Vegas, been there since she was a kid. Uh, she oversaw 400 people in five different cities as the, the chair of that gaming commission. So I think she's absolutely ready for this challenge. And there's been a lot of people that say, okay, well, what does she know about football? And and that quite frankly, doesn't really matter what she knows about football. Not on that she's side not, of the business. Yeah. She's not going to be running the football team. She's going to be handling the, the business side and, and working with partners to, to get in sponsorships yeah. and things like that. So I think she's going to do a great job. She seems to have a great personality. Uh, Mark Davis, as soon as he interviewed her said, I don't care if she's going to be the team president or something. We're, we've got to have her on our team. So, Well, and I, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, mentioned Amy Trask also because just knowing her, I guarantee – well, I know she's in her corner. Um, yep. And she's she will be an ally there, you know, somebody to lean on if, if and when she needs it. Um, th this is just one of those things the Raiders have always been so progressive um, all the way back to the 70s, really. Um it's just, it's something I love seeing from your team. It's something to be proud of, I think. Um, and it's not just that she's obviously being hired because she's a woman. She she has an amazing resume. Um, but the fact that, you know, and all the, all the allegations and things that, you know, have gone on in the league and stuff, to have a team that's just openly 
open to these hires, um, you know, it's impressive. And it's, I think it's something for them to be proud of and the fan yeah. base. I mean, it's, it's well, easy for you to be proud of your team. For sure. And that's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge Raiders fan. And to be fair, I mean, she's being brought in to clean up some of these allegations that have been brought up in the last couple of weeks that I really haven't brought up because I mean, I don't know if there's any factual, if, if they're based in facts, facts or not. Uh, but basically Mark Bedane had basically said that um, the reason he was fired was because he brought up concerns for um, treatment of women in the Raiders uh, headquarters and he said that the firing was retaliatory for Mark Davis. Uh, Mark basically denied that. Um, the league did confirm that they're looking into these allegations. They didn't say that they are factual. So she's coming in to help clean up some of the culture that, that's in the building right now. Um, we've seen a lot of turnover in the, the position. Obviously, um, they had their longtime Dan Ventrilli. He was there longtime team president, he stepped down. Mark Bedane stepped in to, to take over that role in an interim type position. And he obviously got let go as well. So there's been a lot of things going on behind the scenes where Mark Davis has said it's been about tax taxes and, and finance things that weren't lining up where they should have. And I hope that to be the case, but obviously this is a step in the right direction. And continuing the legacy that is the the Raiders and their hiring practices. So something to be proud of at least, and hopefully she can get anything cleaned up that needs to be within that building. So agreed. Anything else you had on the docket? I don't think so. I think we knocked it all out. I just, I had a good time going through those city connect jerseys. I can't wait to see obviously the rest of them unveil. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. The Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make a little graphic love it. and and post what we both had ranked, and then maybe we can get some input and, and see how you guys have them ranked, what you like, what you don't like, and, and we'll go from there. So and as uh, always, we – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and it's it's definitely a segment I'd like to continue as they roll out. Um, yeah, for sure. Maybe after the next five or so roll out, we can update the list or whatever. But um, well, I'd like to do fun. it for um, – like once NFL comes starts coming back around, I'd like to rank those because there's a couple teams coming out with new jerseys this season. That'd and be a good there time. Are, there's some new jerseys in the NBA coming out this season as well. So I think yeah, we should I'm continue a, the segment and and see what we come up with. I'm a uni guy, so I'm I'm down to talk about uniforms all day or a day. <laughs> as long as you don't wear one of those Brew Crew ones, I think we can get along here. <laughs> <laughs> well, for one, I would never wear a Brew Crew jersey. Uh, or So I'm, I'm not real thrilled. All right. Okay. Well, as always, we, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Love the comments. Uh, like I said, we'd like to get some feedback on what you guys thought about our City Connect rankings. Get yours in and, and really like to interact with you guys and see what you think. So get those comments in and, and we'll go from there and we'll catch you on the next stream.